one, and go. All good. Welcome, everyone, to Jubilee Street, a music podcast. You're listening to me, Ian McCurtis. In the future, you're going to be listening He's got some words of wisdom. I've got some words of wisdom. We're going to be spitting a lot of wisdom because we're talking about Get It On by Grindermain. There was a podcast named Jubilee Street, a music podcast hosted by Jake and He probably froze all his semen and then had that made into a cave and then it melts over people as it flies over. I've got to get up on the podcast to get down and talk to all you white mice and baboons cackling, listening to the podcast. I got to get up and down to. That's that's my. Those are all my thoughts on get it on for the podcast. I think we should just. I don't know about uh, right about there. We don't have anything. Blue the about. intern dog, but Buffy the HR dog <clears throat> did not appreciate uh, Nick Cave saying to get all the dogs out. <laughs> well, Blue, when she heard that, she was just like, you know, thinking of who let the dogs out by the Baja, what is it, the Baja men? Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, yeah. I haven't said those that name in a long time. Um, but, you know, Blue's thick skin, so she didn't, she didn't, she's not as sensitive as Buffy, you know. Buffy also has the white and black pattern, you know, so she felt doubly attacked, you know. How dare yeah, Grinder Man, you know, call her a mouse at that, you know? So this song, Get It On, is the first song on Grinder Man 1. It is uh, actually the first song that they ever released. Mm-hmm. It's a single. Uh, the debut single came out on January 8th, 2007. We would have been... Sophomores in high school. We were uh, in Mr. Walker's class exchanging CDs. Yeah, we were probably in algebra in high school while, you know, Grinder Man was sending this out to the world. Yeah, and friggin' that kid Grant next to us was probably like, oh, I don't know the answer, Mr. Walker, but I'm in AP history, so. I don't remember that kid, but he probably was. You remember Grant. You loved him. Grant. But we're not here to talk about Grant. We're here to talk about Grinder Man. Grant, if you're listening, let's reconnect because I don't remember you. <laughs> well, he may not let's... ever really know who you are because you wear the mask <laughs> all the time. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, yeah, we're not here to talk about Grant. That'll be our next episode. Check out our Patreon page for that. Uh, we don't have a Patreon page, though. I'm kidding. We will in the future, hopefully. We, uh, we're getting a little bit of traction on the Discord, you know, just a, just, just a light a little amount of, uh, you know, housekeeping before we get into it. Uh, you know, we had somebody join recently. Um, let's keep that momentum going if you guys want to check out our Discord channel. Um, it is in the link in our bio on our Instagram page. We got six or seven people on there. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so we're growing and we're going to uh, start ramping up. Like I'll start sharing like social media posts like for the Instagram in there, but then We'll also just share like personal stuff, like movies that we're interested in, and of course, you know, we'll have a whole like part of the Discord that's just dedicated to posting our new episodes, or at least like, you know, hey guys, this dropped. If you you know, go listen. Um, 
we're getting it off the ground. Um, we're going to be talking about childhood trauma. We're going to be talking about fetishes. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about uh, the worst thing we ever did to a loved one. Comic books. All kinds of lighthearted food we've material. eaten recently. And uh, there's this no, but there's it, this new it, game. It'll be more what Jake was saying. It'll be fun. There's this new game called like Hot Wheels uh, Burnout or something. What's it called? Hot Wheels Unleashed. Hot Wheels Unleashed. We'll definitely be talking about Hot Wheels Unleashed. Um, anywho, I just wanted to mention that I'm trying to get some traction to get some more people to join. I think it'll be really cool. It'll help expand our community a lot. Um, and it's it's all inclusive. So everybody's welcome. Come talk about Nick Cave, Grinder Man, Warren Ellis, Dirty Three, uh, Noy Bouton, whatever. The floor is open to you guys. We love you. We love, we love that you listen to us. We love bringing you content. So anyway, um, before I g- get all... Uh, what's that thing Jason Wood says on 11 O'Clock Comics? Whenever he gets like... He, he feels he's going to tear up. He, he has like some like New York, like New Jersey word he uses, but I can't think of it. Verklempt. Mm. That's what like it is. Like another word for emotional? He's like, I'm, I'm getting all ver- what is it? Ver- like verklempt over here. Something like that. That sounds German. I, I want to start making... Well, we'll talk about this after the podcast because this this isn't for the listeners. But um, Ian, you picked this song, so let's just start there. Uh, why'd you pick this? Any rhyme or reason for it? Just a great grinder main song because I, you know, I wasn't that into the one last week, so I wanted to pick a favorite. And if we're doing grinder main summer, why not start with the first, you know, first song on the first album, mm-hmm. first single? Feels like a good one to cover. This is this is definitely like grinder main summer. That's that's what we should have called this. Like. F- Grinderman's never going to have a fucking college residency. He might show up for a, for a speech late at like a college, like a community college campus, but mm-hmm. like he shows up. Forget s- hot girl summer. Yeah. This, this is creepy middle-aged man summer. This is Grinderman. This summer. is like handlebar mustache hanging outside the manganata shop. Like he's, he's up to no good. He's spending too much time in the garage and he's kicking everybody out so that he can rock out. So where would you like to begin? I think this song opens pretty... I mean, it's a great way to open an album. It opens with Nick Cave's voice, and then you have a awesome guitar riff that I think is played by Nick Cave, so it's like yeah, this, the first time we get to hear Nick Cave play guitar. It's a great riff, a great intro to the song. You know, when I hear that riff come in, it reminds me a lot of how you play guitar. Probably the uh, same as Nick Cave or not, like trained guitar players that's and that's not me making like a passive aggressive statement like i just i think that you have a very like utilitarian way of playing like you make these really great riffs that are like incredible but they're they're like it's just like two or three notes and i feel like that's sort of the magic of this grinder man song and it's just so cool when this when this finally comes in and then it's it stays very driving, but then you've got those like call and response like verses and choruses where I'm I'm imagining that's got to be Warren Ellis, right? Who's like he's got those words of wisdom. Yeah. Um. It just sounds like him, so I think that it's just like such a fun song. It's probably the most mm-hmm. fun Grinder Man song we've covered thus far because. Uh, which one did we do last week? When, when my, my baby, baby comes. comes, and then the week before that, we did another one. Um, evil. Evil. So this one, I think, is like my favorite of the three that we are 
uh, have talked about so far on the podcast. If you want to check out those episodes, listeners, um, go to our Spotify, Apple Music, and uh, get caught up on our Grinder Man Summer. How do you think they're listening to us right now? They're probably already on Spotify or Apple. <laughs> well, hey, listen, you gonna you gonna shit on me for trying to promote our podcast, or you want us to never get popular? This uh, is what Ian both. does. He puts a mask over our podcast so no one else knows about it. And no, they, people are already listening to us. People are hearing us on our podcast right now. They're already on a service <laughs> to listen to us. Oh, maybe they pirated it. Who knows? Maybe they're still using Mediafire for podcasts because podcasts. They could probably find our other episodes on there too. Then they probably like did like a mass download. Um, which Grinder Man? This is a really fun song. Would probably approve. It's got, it's got a old school punk energy. Like this could be a Stooges song or Richard Hell. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, this is very like mid late seventies. Stooges. That's a cool connection punk. to make. I feel like that like Iggy Pop and the Stooges have been floating around in my brain a lot ever since we we talked about Viagra Boys. Mm. Yeah, that also had. I mean. That album had a lot of grinder main energy. Yeah, very indebted to the Stooges and MC5 and that Detroit punk rock. One thing I noticed with this track is that it seamlessly loops. Have you had, Did you notice that listening to it? No, like if you put it on repeat? Yeah. Oh, I did not. It, it's, it's so, like, it doesn't overstay its welcome. I think it's really tight. It's probably the t- one of the tightest songs that Nick has ever written, I think. And I think there's a lot of stuff to chew on with the lyrics. I don't know. What 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 do you want to dig into? Uh, I I could go any direction on this. Did you see the artwork for the single? Uh, I think I've got it pulled up. It's just like a line drawing of some naked women done by Nick Cave. I didn't know if you'd seen I it. I wonder how much he, he sold this for on his Nick on his Cave Things website, like five hundred dollars USD. <laughs> Yeah, he apparently does these drawings uh, on hotel stationery whenever he stays at a hotel. Mm-hmm. And there's actually, I don't know if it's still on there, but on that Cave Things website, you can buy uh, wallpaper of, like, naked women Nick has drawn. Yeah, I mean, if ever there was an orgy theme song, I think Get It On's pretty much, you know, the best example of that, right? Mm-hmm. I think this is very much a mission statement for... What Grinderman mm-hmm. was going to be, this is lets you know who the Grinderman character is. Yeah, this if this if we were hearing this song for the first time and we didn't know anything about like No Pussy Blues, like getting this and then getting the album in two thousand seven and getting No Pussy Blues, just feels like such a gift to like the music world in my opinion. Like just so debaucherous, so scuzzy, slimy, like, but also like compelling and like charming in its like simplicity in some ways yeah i think there's always i mean i know this is something you like about stand-up comedy like when you're able to make fun of yourself it's just automatically endearing so nick cave manages to like have this new era of still being cool because grinder man is kind of just like making fun of himself but like also being really cool at the same time yeah i think that's what really works for me is that the bad seeds feel very self-serious. Like even at, at, there are times throughout the bad seeds discography where they have a little bit of silliness, like, you know, staggerly and like, uh, murder ballads. This would have been the time of, this would have been the time of Diggle Lazarus Dig, which, you know, I think you could call like grinder man 
1.5 if you want it or 2.5 or however you want to look at it. It's really fascinating to look at that period of his career because you get this dig Lazarus dig and then it isn't until like five or six years later push the sky away comes out which is just so stylistically different than all this. Like just a huge shift happened. Yeah, well, he's always making shifts. So I think this was a little trilogy, and then after Grinder Man Two, it's time for something new. We've talked about this before with uh, Nick Cave and his music career, but one problem that I've always had with him in being a fan is that I I don't feel like I really know him, and and his music doesn't feel personal, and in a weird way, Grinder Man feels very personal and like honestly like kind of emotional at times like it feels kind of like does your dad listen to this podcast i think so yeah let me just say that i have it's all love for joe but one thing that i always liked about your dad is that he hung on to like these parts of himself that felt very like youthful and i think it's like you know helped him sort of maintain like a a like current coolness factor, you know, like obviously like when parents do that, sometimes like it can be difficult for the kids. Cause you know, if you have like the cool dad and you know, I just kind of feel like grinder man in that same kind of way that like I could talk to Joe about against me or, you know, whatever music we were all into at the time. Like this kind of feels like here's this like older guy, like kind of like putting his guitar back on, like it has a very like superhero quality to it. Does all that make sense? I, don't, I hope I didn't overstep any bounds there. Like, I love your dad. I'm not saying that, like, he's, like, it's not, like, a glory days thing. I don't, no, I don't, I don't know. No, I don't think, I don't see it in any way how that could be offensive. I, I definitely get the superhero thing, because this just sounds like Captain America. Like, they're, they're chipping Grinder Man out from the ice. Well, it's like, it's like, you know how him in this time period. Lady Gaga had that dress made out of meat? Grinderman yeah. definitely had somebody like sequin him a cape made out of condoms. <laughs> so whenever I love to see whenever Grind- honestly though I don't even think Grinderman probably wears condoms if we're being honest. So I think it'd probably just be no chance. He, Maybe as a cape. He probably froze all his semen and then had that made into a cape and then it melts over people as he flies over. What an image! <laughs> you gotta get on the uh, Grinderman animated series so i saw a note on grinder man animated series would be incredible like 10 minute episodes like uh, super jail if you've seen that yeah get get simon hanselman to be the showrunner dude i that's such a good idea one connection i noticed i when i and it's on the wikipedia page and it made me kind of put these two and two together but they mentioned how there's a quote on here that says, get it on, it's from Spin Magazine, takes a more raw experimental approach to songwriting, blah, 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 blah. While Cave and the Bad Seed specialize in slick, darkly sexy rumblings, somewhere between The Doors and Leonard Cohen, Grinderman's Get It On offers a study in contrast with its blues bravado and loud, ragged riffs. So, rewind there where they mention The Doors, and I still kind of feel like there is a Doors quality to Nick Cave that I never put together. What do you think? And I think honestly, Grinder yeah, I mean, Man kind of embodies baritone, that. It's the yeah, this song sounds a lot like the Doors. I mean, Courtney I think likes Grinder Man more than most Bad Seeds, and it's probably because a lot of these songs sound a lot like the Doors, and that's one of her favorite bands. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's got the the poeticism, the baritone voice, 
you know, there's a lot of comparisons that can be made. Piano driven. I know the doors were organ, but uh, there's a lot of organ that yeah, shows up in bad seats too, though. Anyway, yeah. I just thought that was a cool connection to make. I think it's hard, like, um, it's hard to make that type of like art rock where you're sort of like playing a bad boy, but it's artsy. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. the doors are kind of like the grandfathers of that. It's hard to not sound like the doors. Yeah, and I think the doors maintained a very, like, scuzzy vibe because of how, like, fucked up Jim Morrison was all the time. Mm-hmm. And it added a little bit to that allure that they, I think they still carry to this day, you know? Like, and it adds Yeah, all- it's that, I mean, Lou Reed has the same vibe. A ton of people do, just that, like, that artsy poet who's also like yeah scuzzy and fucked up i don't want to resort to reading lines of the lyrics because you always tease me about that but i do want to just mention that the lyrics on this song are really funny you can read the lyrics no that they are really funny i I, all the stuff like they dug his pink hair curlers like i feel like he's saying he's like out of step with current rock stars because he's like you know nick cave Famously dyes his hair, like, all the time. He's very, like, just old-school rock star. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people aren't like that anymore. This kind of reminded me of uh, that story about Bad Religion, where... With the boots. With the boots. And, and I just kept imagining Grinder Man, like, looking like Rudy Giuliani with, like, the hair dye or the... This, the this, the the tone, the skin tone stuff like dripping down during that speech. You remember that? Mm-hmm. And he's like got the he's got the curlers in, and he's like strumming around on his guitar. Porno magazines everywhere in the dressing room. You know, like I just think they paint this really cool like you know lights camera action scene here. And then I'll just read another one of my favorite lines. Um, he drank panther piss and fucked the girls you're probably married to, which I think is funny on a lot of levels because I feel like. It makes you think of that fucking Anchorman thing, right? Dude, me too. Sex, Sex Panther. Panther. And so it's like, this guy's so scummy and shitty that he's like fucking people's like wives. <laughs> but he's also got this like, he's got to smell, this guy's got to smell like shit, you know? Like he's got to smell like this like cologne that's been sitting in the back of a warehouse that, you know, it was like one of the first drop shipments that got sent out from the Amazon warehouse when they like bought, like they turned the warehouse into Amazon. They were like, oh shit, Panther Piss. What are we going to do with this? Let's just put it online and see how much it sells for. Grinderman's the first person to buy it. Yeah, I think that's another line just talking about being old. Like, maybe I don't get it a lot anymore, but I've fucked all the girls you're married to now, like back in my day. Mm-hmm. There's nowhere yeah. I ain't been. And then... Um, yeah, exactly. Then I think the uh, the tax man would have got him. Yeah, but before I leave, I call out from the storm for those who gave their lives so we could get it on. And it's this is interesting, too, because there's this weird, like, it feels kind of patriotic in a way. Like, but what exactly is this man patriotic to, you know? It, I think this song is... You know, most of our lifetime rock and roll has been in a weird place. There haven't been, like, a lot of rock stars in our time. Yeah. So you got to think in 2007, Nick Cave's like, I'm going to start this traditional rock project. And he's saying, here's my words of wisdom to all young people. Write songs about having sex. (laughs) Be more sexual. And on the one hand, 
I think he's like wholeheartedly saying that, and on the other hand, he's also like making fun of himself. Like, there's so many people who have like actual things to say, and my words of wisdom are just have sex. That's great. That's all I have to offer. The the tax man line is particularly particularly interesting to me because it reminds me of the Beatles and it kind of makes me feel like maybe he is trying to evoke these like old rock stereotypes and trying to like, he has this like timelessness about him. Like he, like, like you don't like grinder man could be a vampire. Cause you don't know, you don't really know how old he is. Cause he's like coming up to you and he's like, Hey, I fucked your wife back in the day. I fucked your, you know, every guy in the audience, he's like, yeah, I fucked her. I fucked her. I fucked her. Um, so it, it adds this cool like mystique to it. That's why it feels very like super like superheroish or super heroic, because he's like seems like kind of an awful guy, but he's like he 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 just he reminds me of these people that I used to run into when I went to bars a lot, and they would be like sixty and they 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 were out of place, mm-hmm. but if you caught them at the right time, they would like be like, oh, you're so young, like. I wish I'd done everything differently, but like Grinderman takes that trope a step further and he's like, You wanna you wanna see a dead body that I fucked? You know, like he he he's hmm. like willing to go that extra mile. I think my read on it has always been that in the beginning stages of Grinderman, I think the idea was like Nick Cave was like, I'm resurrecting who I was in the birthday party. Yeah, definitely. So so that part, people are like, where did that get, where did that Nick Cave go from the birthday party? And he's like, you know, just making a myth out of it. Like some people say he got shot. Uh, he had to flee because he didn't pay his taxes. Like, I think he's like mythologizing himself. And I feel like his grinder man went on. If that was ever an intention, I think it kind of moved away into something else. But I, I read this song as like, I'm resurrecting the birthday party version of myself. Yeah, it has that kind of like, which I'm sure Nick tries to get in. Sorry about the mic noise. I'm sure Nick tries to get in those like sort of Jesus eluded like lyrics and stuff from time to time. And it also has that kind of like, you know, Jesus Christ is risen. Like grinder man is risen. Like he comes out of the stone and it's, and, but, and the apostles come to get him, but their hands get stuck on the rock because of all the cum that just pours out as he as the stones open and grinder man's resurrected you know <laughs> yeah you're really you're writing you're writing these episodes for the show <laughs> right now in real time well you know they kind of write themselves don't they i think there's something to be done with uh, you know the blarney stone in ireland where everybody goes to kiss it oh and grinder man like drills a hole in it to fuck it or something no it's just a giant butt plug like everything, every everything everywhere all at once. Everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. Did you notice that uh, Grinder Man is listed as a personnel on this? Yeah. So I saw that it was like produced by Grinder Man, which obviously just means the whole band. But the way it looks when you see it, yeah. like, it makes you think it's a person. Which I think is, is there cool. a story behind where Grinder Man the name came from? There might be, but I don't know it. I don't. I haven't found anything about it. If there is, so listeners, if you happen to know more about that, I would uh, love to hear from you. We've got our. I also couldn't find out. Like, there's just like some weird things he's saying towards the end. Like, do the Vaughn. I don't know. What I googled that means. it. I couldn't find what that means. There's like a couple things where I was like, I don't know what this means, but it's a damn good song. Yeah, that. 
that pretty much says it all. It's it's really fun. It ends just as strongly as it began. As with a lot of Nick Cave songs, like <laughs> there's some great lyrics going on, some great imagery going on, and I think it was just really fun to kind of like talk through this with somebody and you know these songs are so like the the imagery can be so strong from the lyrics and and the and the like sort of pastiche musically they're creating that you you can just create so many different like threads and thoughts about like what exactly their goal was in this track i think when we're in 15 years when we're 45 in our mid 40s we need to uh if we're still in different cities, we need to like get together for two weeks and try to make a rock record like this and just see what happens. If we can get Corey to play drums, I'm in. This is just such an interesting... You don't hear this type of record from someone at this point in their life very often. <laughs> you know, it's just like an interesting project. Well, I think that we already have the name for that project when we do it. We'll just call it Jim Nasty. Jim Nasty. Or at least one of the songs the will be somethings. that. It'll just be about an... No, that's It'll good. be about an aging porn star who used to be a gymnast, and his name is Jim Nasty. Corey would play him in the What do you think video. about... Um, I really love Nick and Warren going back and forth on vocals. I, I would like to get more of that somewhere. Well, that's where that punk energy comes from, right? Like, it feels a lot like, mm -hmm. you know, anywhere from, like, no effects to Thursday where you get those, like, people adding in those backing screams or those backing vocals, like... They were definitely, like, having a really good time in the studio because I feel like there's a lot of stuff that, mm -hmm. like, they tried here that they would have never done anywhere else. And it's a shame that he doesn't I use, he doesn't have, or Warren doesn't contribute in this way or Nick doesn't like that kind of con contribution for the Bad Seeds. Uh, what were you going to say? I hope if they do Grinder Man 3, there's a lot more of this. A lot of my favorite bands have two singers. I love back and forth. Oh. I, I think it'd be interesting if Nick didn't even sing at all. Like, just have him play guitar and do instruments, and then Warren can sing. I don't think Warren would want to do that. Warren steps into being Grinder Man. I, I personally think if we do get another Grinder Man, it's going to be like Suicide. That's what I think it's going to sound like. Like noisier? I think it's going to be drum machines and synthesizers. Oh, okay, gotcha. And then maybe, that would make sense. maybe Nick will play guitar. And it'll just be like that. That's what I think we're, we'll get for Grinder Man. And again, Nick and any of Nick's like PR people listening, like you can have this idea. You know, we can't use it. Grinder Man sixty nine is a great album name. You're missing out if you don't do that. Yeah, for Grinder Man three. Like do Grinder Man yeah, three sixty nine. Even it, like even if you can't even if you can't just have it be sixty nine, and it's considered the third record. Like as long as it has sixty nine on there, that's just so perfect. I just hope to get more of Nick Cave playing guitar. I appreciate the compliment you gave me at the beginning. And I just, my favorite thing in, in a guitar player is just if they have a style. Like if you could close your eyes and you know it's them playing guitar. Ian Mackay has that. Uh, John Reese from Drive Like Jehu and Hot Snakes has mm -hmm. that. And I think Nick Cave has that. He just has like a style that's distinctly him. And that's what I love in a guitar player. It's funny that you bring up Drive Like Jehu. I was just listening to them the other day. So, yeah, get it on. I To sort of touch on what you were saying about the guitar. I have. Yeah. I just want to reiterate, like, one of the big proponents that I feel like we both believe in, you probably believed in this more than I did until 
at least until a couple years after I'd met you, but you know, cause I was so like into the technique and like I was, I, I needed people to know that I was good at playing guitar. And I think one thing that I learned from getting into punk was that a lot of your favorite music is created by people who didn't go to music school and who just tried. And I feel like that's kind of like ultimately what Grinderman is about. And that's why I think Grinderman has so many like accolades and like fans because mm-hmm. Grinderman's not trying to like impress anybody. Grinderman's like, I got so much pussy back in the day that I'm really good at guitar now. So I'm going to play guitar. Like he, his powers come from like having slept with so many people. So what I'm getting at is that like, you don't have to like, everybody has their own style. Everybody has something about their guitar playing that makes it like unique to them. So apply that where you want anywhere else. Like you might have sex. Everybody has sex differently than everybody else. Like, you know, I just think I just, how do you have sex? Write in and let us know. Um, we're now a sex column podcast. Anywho, that's all I wanted to add. You know, it, I mean, I think we'd be great at that if we want to be the new Dr. Drew or whatever. <laughs> Jeez, I, I don't like Dr. Drew, so I, I would be down to take that spot. Didn't he have that show, that sex show, the like Colin show? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. I'm not saying I like Dr. Drew, but you know what's so weird about Dr. Drew I is that. His job. Like, he has, like, made his way into the L.A. comedy scene, and I, I don't get it. Like, I don't get why, like, he's, like, a heady, like, Duncan Trussell kind of kind of person now. Oh, is he? I don't know much about him. I, I remember when he got famous, probably around the time this album came out, and I didn't really like him, and I don't really, I, I just know he's really famous. He's on that. He seems like a, I mean, to me... I don't know his credentials. To me, he seems like Dr. Phil. He just seems like That's a exactly what he is. He's a, he's a celebrity, celebrity doctor. He's a, he's a celebrity doctor. He's like fucking Dr. Oz. Yeah, that's the vibe I've always gotten. And then coming up in your future broadcasting is Dr. Grinderman. Nick, that would be a good like marketing scheme for uh, Grinderman 69. Mm-hmm. Nick does like a, a sex call-in show. Dr. Well, so you know how like you, you remember those like scary scenes in like kids' cartoons with like dentists? That would be part of the mm-hmm. Grinderman theme song, but instead of like a like he's got one of those like saws that he's coming in with to like saw off something in your mouth, it's like a dildo, and it's just like you know, or he's like he's giving you a physical, mm-hmm. and he's just like turn your head and cough. <laughs> yeah, and you cough, and you've just got an entire fist up your ass. <laughs> anyway, um, I think that's get it on. What do you think, Ian? I love Grinderman. I love Grinderman. I'm kind of horny now. I think I'm gonna have to go masturbate after this episode. We're gonna have to visit the local. Um, <laughs> what do you call them? Uh, Adam and Eve. Not that. What do you call? What's like the um, prostitutes? You know, appropriate. Oh, sex workers. Word for like a hostel. You mean like a brothel? A brothel is that is that like the appropriate term? I don't really know if brothel. I don't know. I I I think we would probably call it a. Uh, a sex worker workspace? <laughs> no, there's like a word for it that's like, we both know it. I can't, anyway, we got to go visit that, and then we'll reconvene. Yes, so uh, we will talk to all you grinder heads later. Um, if you are into the podcast, we talked about it briefly beforehand, but check out our Discord channel. We're getting a lot more active there. We're on Instagram at Jubilee Street Pod. We've got a uh, email mailbag 
jubileestreetpod at gmail.com. Write us in about your, you know, your sexual histories, your sexual diseases, your sexual escapades. Um, you know, keep it Grinderman-centric. But otherwise, I think we've got one more song planned for Grinderman Summer, so stay tuned for that. Stay cool out there. Uh, cram up that AC and get your fuck on. Peace.